If you want, if you thought Jordan's material was rough, <laughs> wait continue. for the, yeah, <laughs> wait for this episode. Welcome to the Injury Time Podcast. Uh, I'm Jordan Robinson. I'm Darren Matthews, as uh, usual. And yeah, uh, it's it's getting to the point where we're getting like old hands at this. Uh, and then we're looking at like the sports news and stuff like that. Uh, and just thinking, there's actually nothing happening in the world of sport. I know. Or but, very little, at least. Yeah, there, there's, there's stuff happening to sports people, but I suppose <laughs> the stuff we're going to have to talk about in the intro isn't strictly sport related. Exactly. It's, it's more... Uh, would you call it? No... I think it, it's some guy from England that's doing it, so it's not exactly, I think, paramilitary um, influenced, but uh, James McLean's received death threats again. Yeah, do you have, does it have to be sectarian if you're in the same country? Is it xenophobia if you're both the same colour but from different places? I, I haven't read up yet. <laughs> Jordan, does, Jordan does all the research for this book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hold on, I'll just get the dictionary definition of xenophobia here. Not that we can choose with xenomorphs, that's the bodies in the Aliens movies. Oh, what? Oh, I haven't watched it. You know, the H.P. Geiger thing was um, the, the heads of the xenomorphs were like dicks, like just big phallic shapes. In the original painting, that and the this has, more... this has what to do with James McLean? I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, James McLean has received death threats. Um, I, I don't even know what for at this point. I just um, I, I didn't see it on the news to begin with. I saw it on Darren Randolph, you know the Republic's keeper, uh, on his Instagram, and he shared it. And it's just some guy going like, uh, I'm going to burn down your house and with everyone in it and stuff like that. And when you have like, you know, a wife and kids at home, you go like, okay, you can say that to me. But like when you bring my wife and kids into it, it's a little bit different. Because I do know that, well, like, this is the first time um, his wife, Erin, has actually put up a statement herself. Being like, look, I know nobody really hears from me, but this has literally gone on too long. Yeah. McLean's abuse normally comes around every time in November. Cause yeah, because of the poppy, yeah. Shirt. But yeah, I'm just... I'm just kind of scanning to a news story. This is pretty fucking, pretty terrible. Where like the stuff they're getting that there's called it. There's a day go by that either one of us don't receive a message of some sort, whether it be a threat or else telling us to get the fuck out of England. So it's pretty much like being Irish in the, the 1950s in London. So. <laughs> no blacks, no dogs, no Irish. Yeah, no blacks, no dogs, no people from Derry. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the FAI have come out and backed them. Stoke have come out and backed them. All of his teammates have come out and backed them. So that, I mean, that's good. It's. Uh, does your list here about threats include taking a gun to a game and setting the house on fire? He's a fucking football player. Yeah. Would you settle down? I know. Well, and he yeah. plays for Stoke. He suffered enough. <laughs> <laughs> this is his trial and tribulation. Like, I mean, like it, it's crazy because uh, it's just like you're thinking about it and going like, uh, I don't really remember last Easter. Uh, fucking Wayne Rooney wearing an Easter lily on his shirt. I fucking don't remember yeah. that. Wayne Rooney is actually more Irish than most of the fucking Exactly, right? <laughs> right? Um, but no, it's 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 awful sad. Like, um, I want to get your opinion on this. Um, so with the posts that uh, James McLean put up, uh, do you think this is fair? Because he found out who was the person who put the claims out there and stuff like that and sent him the private messages. And uh, he then put all his information up on his... Uh, uh, Instagram. Oh, on his so McLean posted the guy's details on James McLean's Instagram. Mm -hmm. See, at that point though, does that not completely ruin your chances of getting some sort of fair 
um, not a trial, how would you put it? A fair chance of a prosecution if this is person is making threats to your life. That's got to be something. There is, there is some sort of defamation laws or there's got to be some law about what you're putting up online. Especially fucking sending somebody a threat that's saying you're going to bring a gun to a game or burn their house down. Exactly, right. By putting that up, is that not something that a defence lawyer would use being like, well, he put my fucking client's details on his Instagram. I don't know why the defence lawyer from Uri and that, that impression. <laughs> but, um, All the good ones are. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's maybe not the best course of action, but obviously yeah. at the time, look, you're angry and you're pissed off and the guy's made a threat against your family. Exactly. Reactionary. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't necessarily agree with it, as in, like, uh, yeah, people can, like, fucking make threats and shit like that. It's, um, where does freedom of speech end? That's the question. The freedom of speech um, ends whenever you shout something out of the stands and Eric Cantona does a karate. <laughs> that's, that's when you shut your fucking mouth. As all Crystal Palace fans know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I kind of think of it like, uh, I 100% understand why he did it. Uh, the guy who did, uh, sent the threats, uh, officially, I think we should start this off as a segment, our cunt of the week. <laughs> Uh, he definitely wins the inaugural cunt of the week. Um, <laughs> we should get like little trophies made up with his posting the people. <laughs> Do you like posting stuff online? Here we've posted your trophy that says cunt of the week. Um, but yeah, no, uh, obviously from like a legal kind of standpoint, there's probably, uh, to, you know, not, <laughs> um, try and make a pun out of it, but, uh, James McLean's kind of shot himself in the foot. Oh, come on. Well, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> with that. <laughs> Uh, in terms of legal proceedings, but uh, it's probably, you know, going to come to nothing. Something like that happened before, I mean, years ago, my old joke of that was whenever somebody, whenever Neil Lennon played for Northern Ireland, somebody sent him a bullet in the post, and my joke for that on stage was, nobody needs to be sending Neil Lennon bullets in the post, okay? He's from Lurgan, he can get his own bullets. <laughs> That's a fucking great bit, like. Yeah. But it's, yeah, and it's so accurate as well. Yeah, very, very true. <laughs> some, some of the lovelier parts of the town, but. Has anything actually sports related been happening apart from, well, I mean, I suppose, as I mentioned earlier on in the old Prem League, a few more a few more stumbles. United have dropped points to another bottom three team. Hey, it happens, man. It shouldn't. <laughs> That's, it's, it's Big Sam. You know, oh, it's his effect. His, his brand of 90s horrendousness continues. Like. Oh, man, I just feel like listening to Giroud Sandstorm every time. Big Sam's just like popping it out, having like fucking turkey twizzlers from a tea, <laughs> drinking in bongo, even though yeah. it's probably racist now. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> the troubles on the TV, life is good. Exactly. But choose life speech from train spot and starts playing in the background. <laughs> Big Sam's picking his fucking West Brom thing. Uh, but yeah, 1 1 draw, wasn't it? We'll, yeah, we'll get more into that. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do that in scores. It was just that was my frustrations of the week as a Man United fan. Fernandez scored an amazing goal, but to concede in the first minute and then absolutely be. In the spirit of how the world's going, locked down by a hey. uh, West Brom team. But yeah, um, the other thing, my other fear is that uh, we may have watched. Uh, obviously, it's very hard to say that it's too early in the year. But have we watched Man City disappear over the hill where no one else is going to see them ever again? I, I would be very surprised. Even like we can't jinx this. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, most teams have their bad patch. I would say strategically or traditionally, Liverpool's is February time. Yeah, where it all go, the wheels come off, which is goes per shift. It seems like Man City had their bad patch in fucking September, and they're fine again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get it out of the way early. It's kind of like tax season, isn't it? Yeah. What about you? What was West Ham's week like? Ah, uh, very good. Yeah, beating uh, uh, Sheffield last night. But um, yeah, no. Just want to quickly glance over the fact that uh, fucking Jurgen Klopp's had a fucking rough time of it recently. Like, yeah. Doesn't he? He lost his mother there recently. Um, in Tesco's. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Like I was gonna say it, but I was like, no, that's in bad taste. <laughs> no, that Let is Jordan do it. That was in very bad taste. I do apologize for that joke uh, unreservedly. Um, no, uh, Jurgen Klopp lost his mum. He wasn't able to go to the funeral or anything like that because um, of the travel restrictions in Germany. Uh, Liverpool not playing great at the minute. What was there? That didn't they get beat by Brighton or? Yes, is that Brighton? Is that four in a row? I know they definitely lost three in a row. After, yeah. after not losing for what two, three years. Yeah, yeah, fuck. Yeah, since like 2017. Burnley was the first one that sort of knocked them off the perch. Mm. Which is weird because Burnley's right beside Liverpool, so that's like a local derby, <laughs> which is mental. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, Derby, uh, or not Derby, sorry, um, Burnley and then Brighton. Uh, yeah, it hasn't been a, hasn't been a fun old time for uh, the Merseyside. Uh, and you were saying about the, what was it the reporter said um, when yeah, he was being uh, interviewed? one of the reporters was interviewing him, like, the guy's having a rough time as it is, and the reporter, for I'm not sure what channel it was for, basically went, Oh, is this you conceding the league now? <laughs> it's February. Settle down. I can imagine at my dad's funeral coming up going like, Jordan, do you think you've conceded the league now? And <laughs> number one, I'd be like, it's 2012. I'm 19. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> and also, it's just like, yeah, fuck off. Like, yeah, there I, mean, I, I dare to dream of the West Hammer coach enough to concede the league. <laughs> League two probably like yeah. but uh, no like have a fucking ounce of decency. I know I can't really talk because I just made a joke about like losing his mom in Tesco's, but but not on live TV exactly. And I'm a coward. Let's do it on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, no one can see my face. <laughs> just tell everybody I'm actually James McLean. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say no one can see your face to post it all over fucking social media. Mm, true, um, but I do like posting my face uh, all over social media. Uh, in other news, uh, Mbappe. Have you heard about uh, the latest trials and tribulations of uh, Kylian Mbappe? Have uh, have PSG run out of money after paying oh. everybody a million and a half euros a week? See, or I don't was know. That Frank's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I really don't know, but apparently, according to BBC Sport, he has not agreed to a long term contract with PSG. He's only signed his contract extension for like one or two years now. Hmm. So, where where would you see him going? Well, to be honest with you. People will be like, oh, he could move from there and he could go to, you know, Spain or Italy or something. No harm to that. If you're if you're playing dog shit in any league, no one's buying you. Exactly. So, you, I was look, I'm not saying Kylian Mbappe is not going to end up with a great team. He's a young player. Yeah. Probably still the hit his prime the whole deal. But surely if you're going to work on that basis, as we said, even if your team's going to the dogs, you have to play your, your harder to mm-hmm. get somewhere else. Yeah. The other thing as well, modern football has, there's the agents are probably to blame a lot for a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody could be saying to Mbappe, you know, oh, look, this team, this team are shit. You know, you're carrying this team. I'll get you somewhere else. I'll get you yeah. sold up. But you still have to play your hard out to get to get bought. Exactly. And when you're going, it's uh, your home nation. You are uh, champions. You want to win cha- the first Champions League winner from France fr- since uh, Marseille did it. Uh, you want, and obviously, because that's kind of all there's that shadow of like possible game collusion and stuff like that with that win so france uh, as like a nation hasn't really covered themselves in glory in terms of champions league obviously like psg making it to the final last year was a big thing uh, and if they could have won it that would have been great like foothold and i think i don't i don't know i just don't know where Kylian mbappe would go to if he doesn't stay with psg to get the champions league would he go to the likes of bayern munich or madrid it's hard to say. Do you know what? Yet again, it would have to be probably where I'd say if he's only taking a short extension, probably from the start of next year, the clubs will start sniffing around. But yeah. unless he's going to sit this hole this year and then 
you know, go all guns out next year when he has to sort of get rid of. At the mm. same point as well, is if he plays his heart out, contracts mean nothing if a club's got the money to buy out. True. People are like, oh, I've taken a five year extension. You're like, that sometimes people do that strategically. They've no issue of staying there for five years. It's that they kind of want. That means more money for the club. It's more money for them. It's more percentage for their agent. Mm. Like that whole that whole fuck up about how money is ruined football, where there's people that have left. You know, like two clubs ago that are still paying their wages. Yeah. That's madness. So unless the, there's there's all sorts of deals and. It's kind of, it's re- it makes it harder to speculate. Yeah. It makes it way harder to speculate. It's not like years ago where you just go, right, Alan Shearer's done with Blackburn, where's he going to go? Well, he loves Newcastle, it's his body club, that's yeah. where he wants to go. Exactly. That's that's easy. Mm. You're the best player in the world, if you had your choice, where would you play? I'd play where I love. Yeah, Scunthorpe. Exactly. <laughs> that just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. You know I, mean? I don't know, man. Um, uh, it's one of those weird things. It's going to be interesting to see how it uh, kind of pans out. Because... What do you think? Look, I say there'll be loads of teams will go in for him, but he could... It could end up being a great thing, or it could end up fucking playing in Turkey. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I always, I always look at it as in, um, uh, I try and put my head in, like, or try and like get in the mindset of what they're thinking. And if they've just joined a new team, so for, say for Toxic, uh, Mbappe has just joined Liverpool. I mean, like, there is no one um, English club which every single year, without doubt, uh, you're going like, yeah, they're Champions League contenders. And when it's like that, you know, when that's the only thing, really, apart from the Euros, that you have left to win, then, you know, you want to go... I think his best bet would either be going to Madrid or Munich if he was wanting the Champions League final. And then, I don't know, fuck off to whatever he wants to do. Like, like he's, his passion project. He's 22 and he's from Paris. Yeah. So he's playing for PSG. Yeah. Where do you go from here? Exactly. And his wages is seventeen and a half million euro. That was in twenty eighteen. So this could be more by the time that, that that goes up again. But who's their first game? Is it Barcelona they play first? Yeah, tonight. Oh, here. Yeah. Join, and then there's all all there's all sorts of mad rumors there. Like Barcelona Messi joining PSG on a free transfer this summer to replace Kylian Mbappe might happen. Talksport told. By the way, see if you're putting up stuff that might happen. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see a load of stuff that might happen, um, go to go and read like you know basically the, the British tabloid press every summertime when the transfer window's on and see who's linked to somebody who might go here. Look, I might get a call from Northern Ireland, but I probably won't. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, it's the same idea. <laughs> there, there's a probability. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, whoever taught them the laws of probability, they have done us some mischief. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on, France, uh, the Six Nations squad, um, obviously two for two at the minute, playing very well. Um, it's pretty much between them and Wales to go unbeaten for the whole tournament. Yep. Uh, they are now self-isolating because of a COVID-19 outbreak. French squad. Yeah. Oh, no. Who were from uh, come home from Dublin? Yeah, so I'm not saying anything, but that's what you get. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, um, the France squad's isolating after staff members test positive for coronavirus. This so, is definitely out in like a Shabine in Dublin Yeah, somewhere. exactly. Was I was lock, just about to there say There was a lock in a hotel bar nobody <laughs> talked about. They're back in France with the fucking sniffles. But um, the good thing about it is all the players have tested negative, uh, and this was on Monday evening, uh, as did the friend, or the head coach, but uh, they get tested again on Tuesday, and they will be probably tested every day up until the next game. Um well, we're we're going to cover that one in this week in sport, aren't we? Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, their match, uh, their 31-man squad uh, will be announced on Wednesday when they take on Scotland, um, who, hey, have been playing fucking amazing. I know. I felt really bad for them the other day. Like, to, oh, beat, and, uh, to beat England and then 
score against the run of play yeah. against Wales and it just cutting over line. Although I don't think anyone can deny that last Welsh try was on. Oh my god, like that guy's like twenty as well. Yeah, I know. I remember seeing him in the lineup against Ireland, and I was like, "Who's this pipsqueak?" Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, "Oh, he's uh, he's probably going to be." And do you know why? Because it literally he's so young, his metabolism hasn't slowed down to let him bulk out. <laughs> Yeah, his name's like Zamet, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he's a he's a he's a quick wee bay, uh, and yeah, that's that's pretty much us uh, for the intro. Shall we get into um, this week in sport? This week in sport. This week in sport. Um, so starting off this week, where shall we start? Huh? Well, let's start with no fifth. We'll go, we'll go to the football, and then we'll do the, the old rugby. Well, I mean, no. Um no more American football, so we're going to find a sport to replace it. I'm really fucking annoyed about that. Uh, I suppose we'll be busy with, as you said, with the, um, the old Champions League back, so I, next edition I, we'll cover it. I, so we'll start on Tuesday night with the FA Cup games. Um, Bournemouth beat Burnley, so championship, uh, championship, <laughs> championship beating Premiership. Yeah, uh, which uh, you know is the turn up for the books, something that Burnley could not have done last season, uh, and. Uh, Manchester United beat West Ham United 1-0. Yes, we... We, 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 we watched, watched that, that game. Yeah. Uh, it uh, was I fucking... I almost asleep. <laughs> dry. Oh, man. Uh, that was a boring fucking game. It really was. Uh, uh, there's not even much to say about it, like... Um, so so much so, that game was so boring and I had just sort of lost all faith in the FA Cup that uh, I then didn't watch the next game that we're... Or one of the games we're going to talk about that was played the next day and I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you the joke why. <laughs> but yeah, so I yeah, didn't watch that. Um, Swansea predictably just... I got a wee goal against Swansea and celebrated like they had uh, one promotion. Fair okay. bit of them. Yeah. Uh, I'll just... Uh, just on the name of Tuesday there, um, there's uh, a Niffle Premiership which we'll go into. The So, uh, Carrick Rangers drew with Linfield. Okay. That's crazy. Well, we can't beat them. <laughs> but you know, Warren Point can beat them, and Carrick Rangers can draw with them. Where was it? Uh, Carrick. Okay. So uh, Cliftonville beat Warren Point three 0 at Solitude mm-hmm. with two sending offs each, and then the Dungan and Crusaders game was postponed because I couldn't see my uh, my beloved Crusaders uh, beat Rory Carroll. So so I got that game postponed. Um, Glenavon Coleraine and Glentoran Balamina also uh, postponed. And um, Lauren, Lauren, the were the snow weather. Yeah, uh-huh. okay. and Lauren and Portadown drew two two at uh, Infra Park. Uh, and then back to the FA Cup on Wednesday, as you said, Man City uh, pretty much walked over Swansea. Mm-hmm. Did you see the Swansea goal? Was it any? Um, any of? No, my only memory of it is the big celebration. <laughs> we did it. We scored a Here, goal. Fair Fox is playing a Premier League teams can't score exactly. Exactly. Um, Leicester beat Brighton one 0 Yep. Uh, Ian Acho coming on the ninety fourth minute to score. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Pull it out. I'm glad because every oh, Jesus. I would nearly rather for the excitement of, of it being a sports fan d- fucking ditch extra time. My God. I know you need to be West Ham yeah, in injury time but yeah. Jesus Christ. Hey, injury time? Extra time? Not uh, injury time. Uh, uh. Look, Jordan's laughing because my initial plan, plan was I wanted to call it Fergie time but he said no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sheffield United actually won a game against mm-hmm. Bristol City. Yeah, well, um, Bristol City are they a league down or two leagues? Uh, one league down, one league and down. they're decent enough in the Championship. Like mm-hmm. um, that, that, yeah, that wasn't really a big surprise. Really, 
but this was definitely the surprise of the uh, FA Cup so far this year. This was the game I didn't watch. Oh, fuck. I, I watched the highlights. I didn't even get watching it either. Because I was like, that game last night was bollocks. I'm not watching <laughs> football tonight. I'm going to watch a movie instead. Yeah, fuck. And next fuck, thing, fuck. my phone's bleeping with the fucking results because have, I have the wee score trackers on for so we can do the podcast. And I was just like, oh, this is a wee game there. That's 3-1. Fair enough. And then fucking 5-4. Yeah, when Sanchez scores in the third minute, you're like, oh, okay, maybe it's Tottenham's year. Uh, and then, what, in like fucking six minutes, uh, you know, Everton are up 3-1. Yeah. Uh, but to be fair, you know, they bring it back, uh, bring it into extra time, and fucking Bernard scored. Well, I, he was so good in like FIFA 2017. Can I point out as well that, look, Tottenham, although after losing the game 5-4 the other night, Tottenham scored four goals. Because they were forced to attack. Yeah. Now, they're obviously their game plan is maybe nick one and make it some of the worst football to watch. Yeah, classic Mourinho. But they clearly have some very talented footballers. Yeah. And as you say, if it's all... The, the entire plan that most people figure it out is very easy, which is draw them in, draw them in, draw them in. Kumin Song runs like fuck. Yeah. Harry runs with him. And it's a, it's a one-two up the field. That, exactly. That's, that's the game plan. But when they were actually forced to attack the other night, it was better when I actually watched it. And they had... Like Keane, only, Keane got one, but like Lamella got a goal and Sanchez scored two as well. Yeah. So I don't know why they're relying on this as well. But And even then, Everton for a play to them, what, one, two, three, four different scores. Bernard mm-hmm. was a big winner. Uh, Guffey Sigerson got a wee penalty in 43. Richardson, sorry. Mm-hmm. And uh, Calvert Loon as well. So all people who proved they can't score. So of course the game I didn't fucking watch. And then I watched the highlights and was like, that actually looks like a pretty fast flowing game. Yeah, that would have been a great game. Yeah. Uh, and you see, the thing is. Um, Everton didn't even have Pickford starting in net. Yeah. Because I know that it's been quite contentious there with uh, um, Pickford and Olsen. But, yeah, when you've got to... I mean, like, Alex Wobie was like a fucking chocolate fire guard. Like, he was completely useless. Um, and throughout the whole game, uh, even though I didn't watch it, it was just highlights and just reading about the game. Um, but also, Sun not getting a goal, which was a bit... Uh, and also, proof positive that they did have to attack and were forced to it. Yeah. Tottenham ended up with 15 corners. That is not a defensive team. No. That's a team that's going for it. They had 57% possession, so they had more. 12 shots on target. 29 shots overall. They must have just been pure panic and once the goal started. Mm. And uh, even with bringing Harry Kane on for Bergwijn in the 53rd minute, you know, Wasn't that, that, you can tell that's kind of panic stations where they go, yeah, we'll, we'll try and get past this, you know. Although... Starting Son up front by himself, uh, being one of your best players, that's going like okay, we're not, we could be taking this game more seriously, but we're we're only going like seventy percent here. But then obviously when you see them bringing on Harry Kane, you're just like okay, they want to stay in this as much as possible. And like if you're a Tottenham fan, I know you've got the League Cup final um coming up. You want as many chances to win a Champions League or Champions League, a fucking trophy uh, of any description. Be that Premiership, Champions League, FA Cup, uh, League Cup, anything. You want that, regardless. Yeah. You know, it's... How long has it been since Spurs have won a fucking trophy? It's so since, stupid. Yeah, since like 2008. Yeah. was the last time they won the League Cup or something like that. Yeah. So weird, because <sighs> so many great players have I played know. for Spurs. And I you know. just imagine your head going, hey, they must be a Vegas successful team. You check the honours list and you're like, Jesus, they won't fuck all. Yeah. It's almost like... And I know I have a cheek speaking like from West Ham perspective but you know when you're when you're talking about individual players and you're going like you're putting Luka Modric up against Ricardo Fazte you know they're not the same quality of players like um 
But yeah, moving on. <laughs> moving on to Thursday before I have a aneurysm. Um, Wolves beat uh, Southampton. No, Southampton beat Wolves. Of I was going to say what? Yeah, no, game? Yeah. no, I was just trying to will it into existence. But no, Southampton beat Wolves 2-0 at Molineux. Uh, Danny Ying scoring one and Stuart Armstrong. So it seems to be only three players really scoring for Southampton. Yeah. That being Danny Ying's Armstrong and James Ward-Prowse. Fucking Danny Pings, man. Um, <laughs> at this point, I'm expecting them to pull the phone on to see if he fancy coming back. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what you had? You take, up? Take my bag, baby. <laughs> I'm changed. <laughs> I'm good now. <laughs> uh, Barnsley uh, getting beat 1-0 by Chelsea. Um, Tammy Abraham scored in the second half. Man, that, uh, that was a... I'm not going to say a decent result because they got beat, but Barnsley holding Chelsea to just a 1-0 win. I know a lot of those teams, obviously, in the FA Cup, they have the great hope before you'll, you'll concede a goal to the big team. Like so. Mm, true. True that. Uh, nothing really on Friday apart from... Uh, Blackburn <laughs> getting beat by Preston 2-1 um, in the championship. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Saturday, back to Premier League, back to normal order. Um, Leicester against Liverpool. You're looking at it, you're going like, okay, this is like a prime opportunity for Liverpool to get back on form. And uh, they get beat 3-0 by their old manager and uh, a team that are above them now in the, uh, the rankings. And on the tail of the tape, Liverpool go 1-0 up and then Leicester... Scored three goals mm-hmm. in seven minutes. Fuck. Yeah. Fucking hell. James Madison, Jamie Fardy, and uh, was it Harvey Barnes? Harvey yeah. Barnes, yeah. And can I say as well, your man Madison this year is fucking great. Oh, outstanding. Like, England are spoiled for choice. Spoiled. Yeah, still won't win anything. Exactly. Good. That makes me happy. Um, Burnley uh, beat Crystal Palace 3-0 at Selhurst. Um, that, I think that's the highest score they've had this season, to be fair. Like. Um... And three different goal scorers as well. Yeah. Fair play to the base. Uh, yeah, just from that result, sorry, going back to the Liverpool thing, that's that's Leicester's third. West Ham only four points behind. West Ham are hanging in for Europe. I love it. I, I, I really hope you still like because I, I think we're going to fucking, we might fall away later in the year or, you know, if, like if Bruno Fernandes gets hurt where it yeah. came over. So I would yeah. love to see somebody like West Ham get a bit of European football. I know this for a fact that in no way, shape, or form are we ready for Champions League football. 4-0 uh, the Dynamo Kiev. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, would it be a dream? Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Do... My, the best way for me to look at it is if we finish fifth, qualify the Europa League, uh, get experience... Uh, even win the Europa League maybe uh, which isn't going to happen but like uh, going in uh, I don't think you can go in as complete greenhorns into a Champions League where you've never been before properly um, to compete with you know some of the best teams in the world it's just it's nonsensical to even think you'd do okay do you think is this like a you can't get a job without the experience, and you can't get the experience without the job. This is the this is the constant dilemma of everybody trying to work in admin. I know. Well, I mean, this is the thing of you'll get because obviously, if it's a fourth place in the Premier League, yeah, it's a qualification. So you're yeah. not you're not yeah, going not. to play Olympiacos for a wee, a wee warm up. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I know. Yeah, there's they scrabble it to get their things. No. I had to play a qualifying game against some team in the fucking Faroe Islands. Yeah, it really I, helped. I remember uh, Crusaders played a qualification game against FC Copenhagen, and uh, we scored first until they beat us like five, yeah. five one. Yeah, a lot of that going on. Crazy professional footballers playing fucking 
Bruggies and Postman. <laughs> I know, it's class. Uh, <laughs> I've seen the Euros. I've seen the Andorran team. <laughs> yeah, I, I think as well, I mean, you talk about that Saturday. Um, I would have thought Man City would have beat Tottenham. I did not think Man City were going to do a oh, 3-0. And yeah. They were rampant. Like, they hurt Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah. And Especially get the wee penalty for um, 23rd minute the yeah, first half. I, but then, yeah, those, those two things was kind of... I'd have a bit of jogger in the second half. Boom, boom. And that's it. Good no one. Yep. Man. He is almost having a better season than Thomas Suchek. And I also see that you've been practicing your foreign players. Oh, thank you. Um, good Duggan. Good Duggan. What type of Pokemon's that? Um, yeah. and, and like, I didn't watch the highlights of this game, but I assure you, this is probably the most boring game of the weekend. Brighton nil, Aston Villa nil. Can't believe Aston Villa didn't, didn't score against Brighton. At home as well. Brighton have only won one proper game there this season. Yeah, and in an act of pure revenge from the FA Cup that happened about three days beforehand, well, Wolves went out and beat out that. <laughs> Playing the same team twice um, in, a, in the week. It's just like Arsenal and Southampton earlier on uh, when Arsenal got put out of the FA Cup. Yeah. Oh, it's, it makes no sense. Uh, but yeah, Danny Ings scoring again. Fucking... Uh, I cannot stress this enough. If you have a fantasy football team, put Danny Ings in it. Yeah, you'll, you'll, he won't cost you much, and he's banging uh, the points like. Yeah, he, uh, oh, could you ma- could you imagine him going to a club now? How much he would cost? Because he didn't cost that much for Liverpool to bring in, uh, and now like they definitely shipped him out for a loss because he was a loss cost with Liverpool. But oh, says Hampton, he's just a complete Renaissance man. Like also one of the other games uh, on Saturday as well mm-hmm. when was the last time Burnley scored three goals against anybody uh, they beat Crystal Palace 3-0 yeah which is weird because I would have thought obviously Roy Hodgson normally has quite well defensively organised yeah. but Palace just aren't doing it for him this year no, as well they really aren't um, West Brom Man U on the Sunday yeah I was just trying to stay as far away from that game as I could um, oh, very, no, very entertaining like, to watch it's, yeah it's uh, like ripping off a band-aid you just have to do it yeah. quick one, as one, a West Ham fan I know how to do yeah, this 1-1 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, United dropped points to all of the bottom three now this year uh-huh. um, yep yeah. uh, Sheffield beat us we've now drawn 1-1 with West Brom West Brom took the lead in the first minute uh, which was just pure sleepiness not getting into the game Fernandez equalised which was brilliant and then they just couldn't get it together mm-hmm. it was uh, incidents of Fernandez and Solskjaer shouting at each other across the line, so that's probably not how you have a a, con- a conducive unit. And uh, if uh, owning only Solskjaer would like some advice, do what Bruno Fernandez says, because whatever he's doing, it's working. Yeah, you know what and I mean. Then, uh, moving on to the Sunday games. Oh, sorry, we're yeah, still on was, the Sunday games. Yeah. Uh, I text Steve Elliott asking who this team pretending to be Arsenal were because they scored four goals against Leeds. I know, I can believe that. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck are these guys? Hector Bellerin and fucking Aubameyang getting a hat-trick? Yep, big fan. Now, Aubameyang, I think, is a, is a good player, like, but that's... Yeah. Yeah, one, two, three on the penalty as well. So, mm. a pretty 4-2 as well. Obviously, Leeds are still gung-ho, all-out attack, so they're going to mm. leave themselves open, but Arsenal exploited it well. 4-2. And then, thank fuck, it wasn't just us dropping points to the lower teams. Everton, who I would consider a very good team this year, got beat by 2-0 to Fulham. Is that Scott the bottom three action is now more exciting than the second, third, fourth and fifth. 100%. Yeah, because yeah, these teams are starting to win. and while they're do- But they're all winning against, winning or drawing or pulling points off big teams. Yeah. So that sandwich in the middle where there's like fucking eight points separating about 12 places, mm-hmm. they're fucking up the whole deal. It's brilliant. So this is like I haven't had a kind of like controversial opinion in a couple of weeks. So I'm going with this one. None you said out loud. <laughs> <laughs> None that I haven't posted anonymously on Twitter. Um, uh, right, Fulham are going to stay in the Premier League this year. Yeah, Fulham's going to catch Newcastle. I reckon if anyone is to go down, it's going to be Newcastle, West Brom, Sheffield. 
massive. Down the, get you down the boogies. Mick, if you're listening. Yeah, I'm, no, I do apologise, Mick. Uh, yeah, Mick Holland, good friend of ours, Newcastle fan, had him on the podcast. Although he was, he was posting on his, uh, his social media the other night that if you, if you want, he, he decided he was having too good a birthday. So he decided to watch the Newcastle game. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. But yeah, no, um, sorry to like, uh, let you in on that, but uh, Nostradamus here has <laughs> decreed it. Um, yeah. Whether it comes true or not. Hey. No, Nostradamus. Um, <laughs> Nostradamus. <laughs> no, because you're a sham. I feel like nobody north, nobody south of Palomino is going to enjoy that joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Monday night, West Ham beat Sheffield United 3-0. Mm-hmm. So three different goal scorers as well. Uh, Deco Rice Progress for the Hammers Yeah I like it um, Diop and Fredericks And they didn't have to rely on Suchek or Lingard Yeah one of the things I want to ask you about Because I, I was chatting to you about this Was the little mm. video I saw uh, The highlight Did Lingard Was he the one fouled Is that why he wanted the penalty Yeah But obviously Rice would be the designated That before the match starts The yeah. boss says yeah. Anybody gets a penalty Give it a day Yeah That's exactly what it is uh, Sure nobody uh, calls him Decky but yeah, Aren't Decky yeah. um, <laughs> So well, I don't know. You know he's English, isn't he? Um, uh, well, technically was Irish, now English. Um, yeah. Funny how that happens. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's the same. Like, Mark Noble took all the penalties for West Ham for years, uh, and Declan Rice just seems to be stepping into his shoes because uh, he'll be gone in the next couple of seasons, which is obviously really sad, but then you've got someone uh, like decent enough in Declan Rice to replace him. Um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think, you know, there's going to be, you know, bullets sent in the post by... Uh, uh, Lingard or Rice about it like I think it was just like a wee bit of a disagreement but obviously like um, oh I mean look as soon as he scored Lingard congratulations yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. no big deal but yeah. I think yeah, I think because he got taken down he was like give us that yeah. goal come on I need, yeah. to, I need to get my resale value up when I go back to United here <laughs> it goes like no I want to go to United <laughs> <laughs> They're just fighting, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, these these enough. We line up. It, it was very weird. Another one for West Ham because at the um in the in the FA Cup game uh, there at on Tuesday night they were playing uh, Yarmolenko up front, who's not necessarily a lone striker, um, because he's not. That's not his position he plays. Yeah. And same again this week. Um, they had so they played both Lanzini and Lingard in like a centre attacking midfield kind of set up and then they had Bowen up front which you know a guy that normally plays on the right it it was just a weird kind of setup they had but yeah it seemed to work so I tip my hat to you David Moyes uh, I was going to say because um, Frederick scored in the 96th minute mm. was uh, was this the game of the injury was somebody stretched off in this game uh, I, I, remember, I was checking through the, the highlights during the week somebody was stretched off in some, I was wondering just why the game went on 96 minutes mm. But anyway, maybe, maybe not that one. They were just having such a good time. Probably so. Lost track of time. Yeah, um, and then the final game was, of course, one that we'll just, we'll just say it quick. Yeah. Chelsea beat Newcastle 2-0. Yeah. Only it was going to happen. It's fine. Yeah, uh, Timo Werner went off injured in the 20th minute, so that That's could have been bad. the uh, stretcher thing. Um, Olivier Giroud scores in the 31st minute after coming on for Tammy Abraham. And Timo Werner finally gets a goal. Yeah, true as well. Uh, I mean, like, they're gaining, uh, you know... Uh, form at the worst possible time because they we were fourth and they have leapfrogged uh, leapfrogged us now into fourth which I'm not happy about but um yeah I mean like they're decent enough Frank uh gave them a good enough kind of I don't know platform for uh the Ghost of Christmas Past to kind of like now make a charge to cement the Champions League places. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah, we'll see what see what's more. Well, yeah, yeah, it's it's obviously very uh, 
uh, we'll see what happens kind of thing. But um, the Champions League for them will be do or die, I reckon. Um, if <laughs> if uh, Thomas Tuchel wants to keep his job next season. But, um, uh, yeah, let's do uh, the Six Nations. Sadly, yes. Yes, so... Uh, big not, a, not a good weekend for my teams. No, no, not at all. Um, so, England surprisingly beat uh, Italy uh, 41-18 at Twickenham. Um, no ifs, ands, or buts about this. It was, yeah. you know... Oh, it's because Italy get a try, though. Yeah, right. Nice when they get a try. <laughs> um, now, uh, did you watch the Scotland-Wales game? I did. I assumed that you were going for Wales simply because of your heritage. My name is Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, ha- I have a uh, Welsh uncle, and I text him after the, <laughs> I text him after the Ireland game, and, like, he- he's an older guy, so, and, like, and normally, like... Probably he- massive rugby fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. huge rugby fan. Uh, and uh, he is kind of deaf. So normally I used to like ring him on the phone and stuff like that, but now it's just text because he can't literally hear what I'm saying. And he just went on this big rant on how Irish rugby players are dirty down to the core. And like I'm going like, hey man, you're going to be dead soon. Stop being so bitter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just fucking leave it. Uh, no, Wales Scotland was a phenomenal game. Um, yeah. Yeah, really good at the start. I thought it was good. It's sort of weird as well because everyone got a couple of tries. It wasn't like a fucking 56 to 50 kind of game. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good. Very tight. Scotland kind of coming back in. Wales was something to prove, obviously, from, uh, you know, playing that Ireland game and, you know, obviously playing against an Ireland team that was kind of hobbled the whole yeah. start, but I, Wales were great. Yeah, it looked like Wales really wanted to prove that uh, uh, it doesn't take them to get the other team to get a red card for them to, uh, you know, win the game. Uh, and they definitely did not prove that this game because of uh, your man Ferguson getting red carded in the 53rd minute. Yeah, same again, man. Same uh, with a really tightening down on this. Now, I, w- I would have thought in the Ireland game last week it was very unfortunate um, with the sending off because obviously he's lining up the man. Yeah. Uh, but the guy gets hit before he hits him. So yeah. it's like a double. That's how he ends up cracking him in the head. Because I was like, it looks like he's lining him up. Yeah. And then he gets hit first. So he, he kind of, they get the first hit moves him into position. Mm. And he hits him in the head, which is very dangerous. I get the head injury thing. Yeah. Uh, and then it was just unfortunate because the Scotland guy got caught up because there was another Welshman to his right. So he doesn't, he's not able to wrap. So yeah. it does just look like he fucking flies at him. Yeah. I don't think he meant him maliciously either, but it was enough to get him turfed out of the game. Exactly. But then Scotland scored against the run of the play. A man, the secure hog. Yeah. Man. I was so, like, you were just thinking it was Scotland here. Obviously, last week they beat England to win the Calcutta Cup. Yeah. Uh, the cup within the cup. You're thinking all's good, you know, Nicholas Sturgeon's eating her haggis in her kilt and all that kind of other stereotypes. Um, and you're just thinking maybe this is the year that, you know, Scotland turned into the Brazil of rugby. Um, uh, but, yeah, no, it just uh, it didn't work out for them. Though. No, so that means pretty much only... It's only uh, it's only Wales can win the Tri Nations then? Yeah. Oh, the if triple they beat crown. England. Sorry, yeah, the, the triple crown. Triple crown, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Tri Nations. The Tri Nations. That's that's fucking a competition <laughs> from the nineties, ignore me. No, the Tri Nations are uh oh yeah, of uh, New Zealand, uh, Australia, are, yeah. yeah. Used to be the Tri Nations. Uh, I I genuinely heard you say Tri Nations there and I was like, Is that not the one in Harry Potter? And then I realised it's a Tri Wizard Cup. So yeah. <laughs> uh, it's slightly different. We're um cover that in this podcast. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Turning on to Quidditch news. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then, do you know what? Ireland were just, I, that's fine, a wee bit disappointing. Yeah, France. it wasn't a great game. Very sad as well, because it obviously then came down to the first kick that Burns missed. 
which was easier than the one that he hit. Yeah. The next one he hit was fucking harder to score than so. Sounds a lot like. Uh, yeah, I do feel bad for the guy as well because obviously he's been dropped in there. Probably didn't expect to play a minute. Yeah. Then there's a kicker on duty. Yeah. And then gets hurt last week. Fucking captain of the team. Big shoes to fill. Had his, you know, he um, made the mistake last week where he kicked for a touch, but he, he fucking. Yeah, yeah I don't think up. I've ever seen a professional uh, actually do that. It's sad, like he fucked it up. Yeah, but, and like, then this week where he got the what I would describe as the easier penalty. Yeah, and fluffed it, and then scores. I think the one he scored then was like forty-seven meters out. So it came down to that one score basically. Yeah. So it was it was unfortunate again that that's two he can be blamed for. Now I don't think it's fair to blame him for both of them because obviously if you beat a team by enough, you yeah. shouldn't be fucking relying on one score. Exactly. Or we're not counting back to the mistakes. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't to be. Um, is this the is Six Nations break now? Yeah, I can't remember it's the bye week this week. Is yeah. it two and three or three? I couldn't remember if it was like, like yeah. two games in a week off. So this is the yeah. week off. This is the week off, yeah. Okay, so the next game then is... Are they playing... Jesus, are they playing England last? France are playing Scotland next. Um, I'll get the... So the rugby union Six uh, Nations. Because we're, we're not going to have it for next week for the old results. So I'm just trying to think of when the next game is. I just... I would hate for it to come down to... Obviously if we... We can't win it. But then again, Wales have to play... It could come down... If everyone can finish on one loss for the year, it's tight enough in the pack. Well, yeah, Italy... But I think the big money was on England to win everything this year. Yeah, so Italy play Ireland uh, on the 27th of February. Wales play England on uh, 27th as well. Mm. And then France against Scotland on the Sunday. Uh, that's the next fixture then? Yeah. Because uh, normally they have the Six Nations sort of ends in and around Paddy's Day. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. again. Uh, oh, look at that. Fucking. Yeah. God's a Protestant. No drinking um, pints and watching. Uh, well, I mean, the Paddock wasn't even Irish. So uh, exactly. It's not going on that yeah. It's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, it turns out he was an Islamic extremist. <laughs> Uh, right, yeah, story time this week. Oh, yes. I'm oh, actually, I'm looking forward to this. Are you ready for more death? This is this is a good one because when Jordan texts me and says, we can't record today, I need another day to read up on this, I'm like, this going to be good. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it will. So here's story time for the week. So, it is eventually time that we had to address the elephant in the room. And that elephant is... I'm not that fast, fuck off. <laughs> I was talking about myself. Um, no. So, this is the first time that we'll be covering something that technically, if we're be- to the letter of the law, is not a sport. Right. It is sports entertainment. Okay. So, this week, we are covering the story of Chris Benoit. Oh, Jesus, George. Yeah. Let's do it. You people love murder. They're the best rated episodes we have. So we're going to give you murder um, in the best possible way and in the most respectful way, obviously. If you want, if you thought Jordan's material was rough. <laughs> wait, for the, yeah, <laughs> wait for this episode. No, so basically, um, are you a fan of wrestling, Darren? I was. So I was a massive fan at the time that uh, Benoit was yeah. a big deal in WCW and WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, heyday of the kind of the Attitude Era and all that sort of stuff. was kind of coming around when I was about... Mm, 12, 13. So yeah, this was a big deal. When Yeah, when it was very cool to like wrestling. Now, not so much. But back then, it was like... The two worst days of my childhood were when my uh, mum 
told me that uh, Santa wasn't real. Santa's not real? Yeah, no, I found that out the hard way. What? Man. Can we yeah. talk about this after, of course? <laughs> hit, hit pause. Uh, and then it was the day my brother took great delight in finding out that I thought wrestling was still real. Okay. And it was like Santa 2.0. Like, I, I was shook. I was like, Dad, you let me believe this? <laughs> I was just so shocked. But he, yeah, that was like his Christmas was getting to tell me that wrestling was fake. Um, but yeah, no, kind of like yourself, I was uh, um, a lot younger. Chris Benoit was my favourite wrestler because uh, he was short. Uh, kind of a pudgy fella. He, like, he's built like, but... Um, yeah, no uh, neck. Oh, yeah, no neck. <laughs> Uh, you know, Canadian, uh, he kind of just like ticked all the boxes for me, and mm. I was like, yeah, no, this guy's great. Um, obviously being a big Rey Mysterio fan, uh, I was also like, kind of, okay, yeah, these two are my favourite, you know, Rey Mysterio, the smaller, shorter guys, kind of like, we can do it, we can play with the big boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so just to get into it, uh, Chris Michael Benoit was born on May 21st, 1967. He was actually born in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, um, but grew up uh, in Edmonton. And that's where uh, he started uh, his illustrious career in um, professional wrestling. Um, he had a 22-year career that took him all over the world, making a home in uh, Japan, obviously with uh, New Japan. Uh, and he wrestled there under the name Wild Pegasus, and the Pegasus Kid. And uh, I, I, I don't know. What would your wrestling name be? Wrestling name? Yeah. Um, fuck. Come back to me. Yeah. My, <laughs> mine would be like something. I don't know. I would be like, you know, I would be comic relief. I would be the comic relief fight or matchup in the lineup. So I would be called like the Flatulator or something like that. What about, oh, what about Shudder? You or me? No, you. Yeah, because then, then it's like a more menacing version of... Shitty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why they call me the Earthquake. <laughs> no, that needs taken. That was a guy in the 80s. Fuck. Fuck. He's part of a tag team called the Natural Disasters. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I could team up with him and I could be his young sidekick uh, and I could be called Aftershock. <laughs> right? Yeah, that works. Aftershock, have too many, you'll be sick the next day. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, remember the cinnamon flavoured one? Uh, focus, focus, my thing. Got a hangover thinking about that. <laughs> uh, but he gained his status as one of the best wrestlers in the business with companies like uh, WWE slash WWF, uh, WCW and ECW. But uh, unfortunately, the reason that we're talking about him today is because he is most known for... Uh, the double murder of his second wife and son, and uh, eventual suicide as well. So, you know, you know, if these long days are getting you down in lockdown, just tune in to Injury Time Podcast for your <laughs> daily dose of murder and mayhem. Yeah, okay, we're, um, we're supposed, probably supposed to be comic relief, but it's not our fault, okay? We've checked the ratings in all the episodes we've done, and the ones when people die... Loads of people listen to yeah, that, it. Was you such, fucking sickos. Yeah, it was such a, a heartwarming episode when we talked about the um, family lineage of people um, who play professional sports like the yeah. Mannings and the Guerreros and stuff like that. Nothing in the ratings. <laughs> as soon as we talk about Aaron Hernandez, we're like, whoa, it's up there. 
Um, but so to start off his career um, properly, Chris traveled to Japan after impressing with Stampede Wrestling in his native Alberta. Um, he then spent 1986 to 1994 with the New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, where he would meet his best friend and fellow pro wrestler, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, and their friendship would last until Eddie's death in 2005. Um, were you a big Eddie Guerrero fan? Uh, not massively, because when he came in to WWE, remember him yeah. vaguely in WCW? But he was always kind of a heel, and then they yeah. sort of they gave him a wee baby face turn, where yeah. he was, became the world champion, and it was like, and then obviously he, you know, his heart exploded because he yeah. been... No, to me, he was a piece of shit because I was taught, uh, like whether it be from my family or going to Sunday school or whatever, but lying, cheating, and stealing, those are bad things, <laughs> you know. Wasn't that like the motto? In the yeah, t-shirt? that was his motto. <laughs> and I'm like, my ma would not have you run for tea. <laughs> You know, um, so I never really got the whole Latino heat thing, um, and I was more, more definitely kind of uh, leaning to the Chris Benoit side of things rather than Eddie Guerrero. Um, but in nineteen ninety two, he moved back to the states and started to work for WCW, um, and he stayed there for only one year. Um, but through lack of opportunity and stuff like that, um, him Eddie, him and Eddie, and a guy called Dean Malenko. Um, moved to WWE, uh, and but they go back and forth between the two, um, wrestling companies until two thousand and one, where he signed permanently with WWF slash WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then if we go forward to two thousand and four, this is when shit really kicks off for Chris Benoit, um, because he was entered number one into the Royal Rumble. So the Royal Rumble match for people who don't know is basically. Uh, the only, there's 30 people get entered into this one match, and the only way you can get eliminated is if you get chucked over the top rope. So, he was entered number one um, out of 30, and he went on to win the whole thing. And I'm talking like it is not staged, and it was like an incredible feat, you know. Uh, but, yeah, so he then went on. So the winner of the Royal Rumble gets a title fight at WrestleMania, which is like the Super Bowl for wrestling. Um, and he got, uh, he got to face Triple H, who, incidentally, big West Ham fan, apparently. Actually? Did you know that? I did not. No, Appa- no. Apparently so. Um, but yeah, That's no. the only fact I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, he went on to fight Triple H, um, for the World Heavyweight Championship, winning it at WrestleMania. And, hey, look, he's been working for it all his entire life. It's taken him all over the world. Japan, back to America, and also going on European and Australian tours with the WWE. Um, but then in 2007, like, he won a couple of different titles. He was tag team champion. Uh, he also went on a small uh, run as United States champion in the WWE. But in 2007, he was booked in to wrestle for the ECW um, championship belt against Olympic wrestler Bobby Lashley. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. guy built like a brick shit house, like, really, really big, muscly guy. Um, but he would end up never attending that match. Because um, he uh, pretty much, uh, I'm not 100% sure on the timeline of who, uh, what way he did it, but uh, that weekend that he was supposed to be uh, in uh, wrestling for the ECW Championship, he uh, killed his wife and his son 
in their Georgia home in Fayetteville and uh, then took his own life. And uh, I don't know about you, but being in school at that time, did you hear the rumors that he used his um, uh, famous finisher on his son to kill him? The Kripper Crossface? Yeah. This is this was passed around our school as gospel truth. I'm trying. I'm gonna take it to the roof. That's not even a choke. You don't have your yeah, yeah, somebody's it, neck. Exactly, but apparently he. I I I, I don't know. Uh, can, you, can you separate your shoulder to death? Uh, you could do. Oh Jesus! I mean, like if you separate anything. So then, this is the urban myth that came out of the the initial story. Yeah, I do know that the one thing about that was that once they had kind of gone through it, obviously. You know, the only people who know what happened in the house are dead. Yeah. But what they can ascertain from it, that was that the, the family had been dead for... It wasn't like Benoit took the life of his family and then immediately killed himself. No. He was in the house for a while. Yeah. Because they worked out their times of death and was like, well, he didn't die immediately after this. And exactly. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So it ended up he killed the mother first. Yeah. Uh, and then gave his son a mixture of like Xanax or Valium or something to put him to sleep and then smothered him in his sleep. So that was yeah. the official, like, autopsy. That's, uh, like, the cause of death, which is real fucking rough, like. Uh, and he died the next day after... Like, he spent the day after doing that. Like, it, it, it's, it's just difficult to kind of, like, comprehend yeah. what he was going through and stuff like that. Uh, we're going to get into some of the reasons or some of the possible reasons for it and stuff like that. But um, there was also, uh, on the night that um, they were supposed to be doing a road show in Corpus Christi in Texas, yeah. uh, and uh, Chris got a message, uh, or Chris messaged another um, wrestler called Chavo Guerrero, which was the nephew of Eddie Guerrero, yeah. um, who had passed away previously, um, and uh, was good friends, and was supposed to be working with uh, uh, Chris uh, at the road show. Um, he got a text from uh, Chris Benoit late on at the night saying that uh, the dogs are in the like pool enclosure uh, and that they are locked in. Uh, and he found this like a bit of a weird text. But then he also got a, a message from Nancy, which was the wife, um, with the exact same thing. And apparently the other people that they were on the road with got the texts too. So it was very weird, suspicious circumstances, which then led the WWE to issue a welfare check uh, in the uh, home in Fayetteville. Uh, and yeah, that's that's when they found out uh, all this kind of stuff happened. Um, so that's, that's pretty much all the details of the actual um, uh, series of events. But what led to them... Now, it's, there's a lot of different, um, uh, not even allegations, but uh, like series of events that led up to this. So I am not a medical doctor in any way, shape or form, but I could probably tell you if you repeatedly get hit in the head with a steel chair, it is not going to be good for your mental health. Yeah. Number one, <laughs> self-esteem. If you keep getting hit, you must be doing something wrong. Number two, concussions. Concussions are bad. It yeah. makes people do bad things. We already talk about CTE. CTE. Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez yep. the, especially because wasn't it one of Benoit's finishers was a top rope dive. Yeah. Yeah. The flying headbutt. Yeah. He did the flying headbutt. So every night he's getting, you know, you're five, six feet out of the ring plus whatever height you get. Yeah. And you're landing on your front with your head. So probably not good if he had, by that point, what, a 20 year career? Yeah. <laughs> of doing, you know, a high flying style and the... 
you know, the suplexes and they chuck themselves off stuff. And plus, he was he wrestled in ECW. There was a hardcore division. Yes, exactly. Getting thrown through tables, thrown out of rings. Yeah, it's. I mean, most most uh, wrestlers do retire with sort of. You know, there's a lot. There's a they reason. Most them, there's a reason a lot of them don't get past fifty. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's so strange, like how they continue to let this go, and like the I think the recent era has been this thing called the PG era, where they have you know nobody's allowed to draw blood in the ring, um you know they're keeping everything clean, but with the Attitude Era it was the exact opposite. Yeah, and I think uh definitely this was like the genesis of them going like okay we need to change this shit because. If it keeps happening, <laughs> we're going to get in a lot more trouble. We can't really cover our cover our tails 100%. Yeah. And I, I definitely think that uh, the WWE had a hand in this. Not in the terms of, you know, uh, being solely responsible. But uh, there there is some responsibility that Chris Benoit needed to take. And anybody needs to take in terms of mental health. Where you have to look at it. If you're having mental health problems... It's not your fault, but it is your responsibility, and it was, and it was his responsibility to go like, okay, I'm hearing voices here, this, that, or the other. I'm, you know, feeling unhinged. I feel like people are after me this way, and that's inevitably the paranoia ended up with him killing his family because you know he didn't want any harm to come to them or anything like that, which is yeah. I mean, one of the mad things expanding what I said, it mm-hmm. says here that the two murders and one suicide were found to have occurred over a three-day period. Fuck. Like so he was in the house for three days. His wife was found bound before she was killed. Um, mm. Their son was found dead. And then he was found... The Supposedly found him hanging by his last pull-down machine. Yeah. Something like the home gym thing. And it's so crazy to think of, this is how this man made his living. All he did was work out, perform, uh, and wrestle. That's all he did. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing that ended up killing him. Yeah, one of the things as well was there was a so there was a big thing in, in the WWE years ago where um, when it was then the WWF they had a big uh, court case about steroid abuse. Yeah, and the toxicology uh, after that the WWE were forced to bring in a thing here called the WWE ta- the WWE Talent Wellness Program. The stuff that we found in the toxicology report for Benoit would have been banned by the wellness program. Fuck. So then there's another allegation saying, was he still doping to perform? Mm. Which, as you say, would have furthered his head injuries plus medication plus blah, 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 plus roid rage was, was one of exactly, the things as well. Yeah. Because previously, uh, I, do, I remember a thing, I listened to, a, actually a whole podcast about this. Uh, his wife had previously filed for divorce, citing irreconcilable... Irreconcilable. Uh, irreconcilable differences and that he would lose his temper and smash furniture. Yeah. So she was like, oh, I think he's dangerous around the kids, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then dropped those and went back to him and then this ended up happening. So, yeah, quite literally people say, oh, he's fucked up in the head. Probably was. Yeah, physically and, and mentally. And you know what? For the small percentage of uh, people that are listening to this right now, you see if you have that nagging feeling that, hey, I don't think I'm safe around this person. For the love of Christ, please trust your instincts and get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Like... You you don't know how many... Well, no, I was going about to say something awful there. Uh, you don't know how many instances where you're just negating the fact that you're going to get killed if you stay with this person, you know? Yeah, I mean, you have it there... I mean, this could have been stuff that was happening for ages or it could have been a cocktail of stuff they took in the last few days, mm. which is, as yet again, they'll never know. Was, yeah. Um, but while I was found to have Xanax, hydrocodone, and an elevated, of testo- an elevated level 
of testosterone caused by a synthetic form of the hormone. So that's doping. Yeah. That's not... Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, that's not lots of red meat. Yeah, know, I know. I was going to say. Like. Yeah, he, he's not eating uh, like bull semen or whatever the yeah. Turing's found in. I think the one of the big models of this as well was, I do remember when this happened, the thing I remember this was that Raw cancelled their broadcast and had a tribute show because they didn't know what had happened. They weren't... They just... Yeah. knew that Benoit had died. So yeah, they weren't aware about the whole situation. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they were just, his body was fine. That's all they heard and they had to make a snap decision and they had a tribute show. Because mm-hmm. uh, they'd done the same when Eddie Guerrero passed away. Exactly, yeah. And that wasn't that long ago. That was yeah. only two years before because he passed away in 2005. Yeah. So that was like two years previous. And, um, you know, they, they didn't really have any information. They knew that the kind of like uh, excuse that was given was that him and his family had food poisoning. So I don't know if that's what they were going off, uh, where they, you know, after the wellness check, uh, they found out that, uh, you know, he's dead. But surely they had to have some information about Chris Benoit being found dead. And also... And also his two family, but also in the manner in which they died. Him hanging off the weights machine, uh, his, uh, his wife bound in a separate room. Uh, I mean, like... You know, it, it, it's crazy. It's like finding somebody with a knife in their back and going like, I bet it was suicide, you know? Yeah. It was, it, it was, it's a very weird circumstance. And uh, this may be me, you know, putting the tinfoil hat on, going full conspiracy nut, but I genuinely think that the WWE probably knew more than they were letting on. And they wanted to portray themselves as this kind of like innocent, oh, we're going to miss this guy kind of thing. And since then... The one thing I do know about this is that the WWE have scrubbed all account of Chris Benoit ever existing. Mm-hmm. You can't buy a DVD with him on it, mm-hmm. even though he, he like he main event at a WrestleMania. Yeah, I know that doesn't exist anymore. It's not on the WWE streaming network. We yeah. can go and watch classic matches. Yeah, they just sort of disavowed all knowledge of him. It's yeah. like Mission Impossible if you got caught. Yeah, yeah, it's like Chris Benoit never heard of her. You yeah. know, kind and the of other ones as well. I just sort of have a wee sneaky read here as well while we're chatting. Um. The Department of Neurosurgery at West Virginia did tests on his brain, yeah. actually from his, uh, his autopsy, mm-hmm. and Benoit's brain was so severely damaged it resembled the brain of an 85-year-old Alzheimer's patient. Just like Aaron Hernandez. He was reported to have had an advanced form of dementia, which is not knowing what's going on, fucking hearing voices the whole day. So, yeah, yeah and I'm sorry, but what age was he when he died? Like, he had a 20-year career. Yeah, he was and not he old, like he died. And one of the big facts, he was 40. Yeah. One of the big facts about him as well that he, he his, his training was at the um the Stu Hart the Stu Hart yeah. dungeon yeah so that was that was a big thing for them because that's where all like guys like him and Jericho came out of the yeah, Canadian yeah. wrestling mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah Edge that's and uh, as well. Phil Chapman and uh, Edge with uh, what's his Bret Hart as well all the Hart the Hart dynasty coming out of there. And yeah, um, thankfully there hasn't been really another story of this happening um, since, so I don't know, maybe, hopefully that's lesson learned, not going to happen again. Yeah, but there is obviously a terrifying, I mean, go watch them on YouTube, there's lists of wrestlers who don't live past 40, don't yeah. live past 50, it's a, uh, it's, um, what would you say, a uh, low gains, high risk kind yeah, of Yeah, 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 very much, yeah. Yeah, it's, they're really gambling with, like, their, number one, their sanity, number two, their actual physical health. Um, so, just think about that next time you're cheering when some guy gets hit in the head, huh? Yeah. But there's me watching American football at the weekend, and I'm like, kill him! <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, 
anyway, that was uh, story time this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, if you can think of anything else tragic that's happened that we can... Oh, no, don't. I have, like, six other ones I'm looking at at the minute. End story time for a little bit. So, uh, this week, uh, games to look forward to, uh, the glorious, triumphant return of the Champions League. Da, 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 da. Uh, we have waited, well, actually, to be honest, we were getting a bit overwhelmed with all the um, <laughs> all the games we had to cover, but now, like, I think that's pre-season training, you know, when you're, like, pre-season training for, like, a team, and you have to do, like, hill sprints and stuff like that? That was our hill sprints, and now we can just enjoy a mediocre season. <laughs> Yeah, here we go. Let the mediocrity leak out of this bad boy. Like. Yeah, so uh, PSG are against uh, Barcelona yes. in the new Camp. Um, that's going to be a very interesting game. Uh, obviously, Neymar's out. Yeah, injured. Here's the thing. So tonight, those both games are all at the same time. Are you yeah. going to watch PSG Barcelona or Liverpool Leipzig? I'm thinking I'm going to watch PSG Barcelona. I'll watch Liverpool Leipzig. Okay, and we get a bit of coverage on both. Mm-hmm. Nice. But uh, in terms of who I think is going to win, uh, PSG and Leipzig. What um, I think PSG will beat yeah. the one-man team that is now Barcelona. Mm-hmm. I know. It's bad crack when you watch a Barcelona team now and you go, who's that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't recognise that player. Yeah. What happened to these guys? Yeah. When did Suarez move to Madrid? Yeah. yeah. That kind of thing. Pretty much. So, we have, I mean, we have those two games tonight and then mm-hmm. tomorrow night. Yeah. There's two premiership matches. Yep. So Burnley against Fulham. Obviously, I'm going Fulham. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everton against City. I reckon that's going to be a good game. I hope so. And it's live on Amazon Prime. If any of our Amazon Prime uh, friends and family want to... Uh, we're not getting sponsored by them. I wish we were. But, <sighs> I know. I know. Um, no harm in asking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on Wednesday night as well, Porto are playing Juventus and Sevilla are playing Dortmund. Who you got? Um, I would probably... Oh, so weird as well. Sevilla are a real Europa League team. Yeah, like, what are you doing in the Champions yeah, League? Yeah, I know. Yet, I know. Yet. <laughs> How did you guys get here? <laughs> uh, fuck, I don't know. You know, the, the passion of Latin football versus the absolute clinical Dortmund. Mm. Um, probably that one I would go eh, Dortmund and I'd say Juventus will beat Porto as well. Oh, yeah. I kind of want Porto to win, but yeah, i say Juventus taking I out. never want Porto to win because they put United out of the Champions League about three times in the 90s. Aww. Absolute bastards. Oh, look at that. Uh, Celtic are also playing Aberdeen in a league that doesn't matter anymore because they've yeah. lost it. Um, oh, hey, that's something we should have pointed out as well for any of the Rangers fans listening. Did you know that if Rangers can go undefeated, they can lift the title at Celtic Park on the 21st of oh, March? Oh, my fucking Christ. I know you like Alex, so I'm sorry with that. Oh, can you imagine? Your brother will be texting you. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? <laughs> um, uh, there's a bunch of different uh, um, fixtures on Thursday night. Uh, Real Sociedad are playing United in Spain. Uh, Wolfsburger AC are playing Tottenham. Uh, Rangers are playing Antwerp. Uh, Benfica are playing Arsenal. Uh, Lille are playing Ajax. And Celtic are playing no one because um, they're not through. I know. Um, we're we're going to have to really... Uh, I'm glad it's kind of getting in the later rounds as well because remember when we started the podcast, the Europa League, there going to be like 57 matches yeah. to cover. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not watching these. Yeah. But you see, the thing is, I did watch them. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I need to stop putting so much time and effort into this. Um, Friday night, Wolves are playing Leeds at Molyneux. Wolves and Leeds... Uh, I mean, like, Wolves went through such a weird week where they played the same team twice. Yeah. They lost 1-1-1. Yeah. Uh, I well, I was going to say Timo Werner, but he's 
he hasn't really been lighting up with the scoreboard, but he's he's been a solid enough player. Timo Werner. What did I say? Timo Werner. Yeah. Did you say he went off injured the other day? No, uh, Wolves are playing Leeds. Why did I, why did I say Chelsea? Though? I thought it was Chelsea. <laughs> I was going like, do you mean Patrick Bamford? Or? Yeah. No. Well, I I I would probably call. I'm going to call Wolves in that one because they beat Southampton, but then Leeds lost. Yeah, Arsenal. Yeah. Unless they'll come back with something to prove. Um, It'll be interesting. I like Leeds. They're, they're, yeah. they're a lovely wee bit table club and fair play them for staying up. Yeah. So <laughs> They used to be title contenders in their last Absolutely. Yeah. One last ever league before um, the Premier League started. Uh, and then Friday night, Balamina are at home, the Crusaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that game, I don't think that game will go ahead, but uh, just because, you know, Balamina have had the majority of their games postponed and stuff. Um... Just because of the kind of like geographical location of the showgrounds, so be interesting to see if that goes ahead. Um, ever oh Merseyside derby, and then a six pointer on Saturday night. So Liverpool are playing Everton at five thirty on Saturday. Fulham are playing Sheffield United on the late game at Craven Cottage as well. That's that's my Saturday plan then. Yeah, sorted. You going out? No, can't. So got, <laughs> at least I've got two good games to watch. This yeah, game. exactly. Can't. I'm literally being locked in my own house. Yeah. Um. Uh. In the Premiership, and I, uh, Carrick Rangers uh, host Glenavon, Cliftonville against Lauren, Portadown against Dungannon, Warren Point against Glentoran, and Linfield against Colgan. Mm-hmm. If all those games go ahead, it could be a completely different uh, view to the. Um, top of the table. Uh, moving on to Sunday's games. It's happening. It is my opportunity to take the piss out of one of my best friends if we win this game on Sunday. Tottenham, West Ham you at the what? London Stadium. Dude, you know what Tottenham fan? Leave that guy alone. He's already, I know. He's already got enough problems in his life, right? I know. I just want to push him off the edge. I want Fair to enough. be in the like the header and the footer of the suicide note. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, Aston Villa are playing Leicester. Um, Arsenal are playing Man City. Mm-hmm. Nah, yeah, two Man City. versus Master Arteta against Guardiola. Yeah. Uh, who knows? And United are playing Newcastle. Uh, Old Trafford. Yes, that'll be an interesting game. I think that'll be, It'll be an interesting game because we've proved there is no easy points for Manchester United. <laughs> and you see, if you guys win, it just proves my point that uh, Fulham. Because hopefully they'll beat Sunder, uh, yeah. Sheffield. Uh, and if that happens, hey man, the only way is up. Yeah, Or, or staying up at least. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and yeah, so this is the thing that people tune in for. I wouldn't be surprised if they skip the entire uh, podcast just to get to this part. People are like, I can Google scores myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, hey, we have in-depth analysis. <laughs> we say stuff like, his haircut's funny. <laughs> exactly. And I didn't know that guy was still here. <laughs> Uh, but no, it is the Trivia Quest Challenge. Yes, My turn this week. Uh, I better do better than last week because I only got, what, two? two? Two's good. Yeah. I've, but... I've hit the ones a few times. And the first round we did this, we didn't even have a winner because we drew we tied the fucking series. So we're like, oh, we, we, we tied it like three separate times in the same yeah. episode as well. Okay, I have to do this. Okay. Uh, you ready? Yeah. All right, this is, this is probably uh, actually in really bad taste. Now, now I've written it down. You know when you see something in black and white? Yeah. This is really in bad taste based on what story time was. Oh, great. So, in ECW, uh-huh. whose neck did Chris Benoit break? Sabu. Boom. Well done. Sabu at, was at one of my favorite. Of, at the start of the fucking match as well. Yeah. And finished the match? Yeah. Uh, fair play. He was one of my favorite wrestlers as well. Yeah, he was. I liked all the extreme stuff. Didn't say he was too crazy to put in the WWE. Yeah, I think, I genuinely think I am part of the problem. Because I was one of the people that only tuned in to, you know, like, the death matches and stuff yeah. like that. 
So, uh, am I culpable in the death? Who knows? Not that one. Benny and Sabu's when he, when he dies at 46. Mm. Uh, okay, out of these three franchises, who has won the most Stanley Cups? Mm-hmm. Three franchises are the Edmonton Oilers, mm-hmm. Chicago Blackhawks, mm-hmm. and the New York Rangers. Oilers. Incorrect. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Who's got more? Uh, it's, mm, they're all original six teams, so that's a really good question. Yeah. That's what I picked because I if you pick it, it like you can pick new newer franchises yeah. that would have won but a bit of money back then. Mm. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll go Blackhawks. Blackhawks of six, Oilers of five. Fucking damn you, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh fuck. As well. Also, um, sort of side note: is Blackhawks one? Is uh, they're part of the campaign to basically change the native team names, aren't they? I think they should be. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like Washington changed the names. So yeah. Saying well, Chicago well, I don't know because the Washington Redskins—it's a derogatory term for a Native American person. Yeah. But in terms of the Chiefs. And the Blackhawks, uh, and I think they're the only teams really that come to mind. Well, there's like warriors and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they 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 are tribes names and stuff like that. And I think, look, if you're going to be using their name, like maybe donate to you know a Native American charity or something like that. I don't necessarily think you need to change and rebrand your team. But in the terms of like Washington Redskins, yes, just because of yeah. the whole connotation of the name. Um, but like, yeah, it's one of those things. Fair enough. Yeah, I can't really say anything because I'm not Native American. I do have, like, one of my best friends is part Native American, and uh, we were watching the uh, highlights of the Super Bowl, and I'm like, man, do you actually, do you find the name Kansas City Chiefs, like, offensive? And uh, after he stopped coughing uh, from, like, taking his joint out of his mouth, <laughs> um, he was like... Peace pipe. Yeah, peace yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're going to be offensive. Let's commit. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting cancelled uh, let's make it funny I know I'm going to change his name on my phone to Peace Pipe from now yeah, on <laughs> uh, that was funny uh, sorry what was the last question <laughs> uh, why they're going to change his name okay last question <sighs> Ooh, let's do this focus focus okay mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the list of Liverpool managers yeah you have to fill in the blank okay okay so it's basically going back in time okay Jurgen Klopp mm-hmm. Brandon Rogers, mm-hmm. Kenny Jagleish Blank. Who was it? So going back in time, Jurgen Klopp, Brenton Rogers, Kenny Dalglish, and who? Rafa. You missed one. Uh, 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 no. Well, not giving you now. You got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, but let me get it. I might. I might just leave this recording. Leave the room. No. It's gonna be a two-hour <laughs> podcast. We just have a fucking breakdown. Yeah, just me crying at the end. <laughs> Uh, right, Liverpool man. There's Liverpool fans screaming at the fucking whatever they're listening to on this right now. Yeah, like probably a stolen something. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. I'll say it again. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, no, I don't know. Dead air is no good for a radio. Yeah, no, I have no idea. Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. Brent Rogers. Kenny Douglas. Pause there. You see if I know this immediately, you do, you do know it. I'm going to throw this laptop out the window. Okay. okay. You ready? Yeah. Right, Hodgson. <laughs> Put that laptop down. <laughs> Fuck! Yeah, you, you only missed my one. But Roy was only charged for a year and a half. Mother. And oh. remember Kenny had to come back and fill in the blank when he oh. got the turf like. <gasps> no. One out of three. It's not a good week. Flying start as well. You hit Sabu so confidently. Yeah, I knew. I'd like... 
hey, I'm I'm just we're going to change this into a wrestling podcast. I know, and then and then, <laughs> and then it took us twelve minutes to get two wrong answers. <laughs> And we were incredibly racist in the preceding minutes. Oh, okay, oh. we'll return to your lives. It's, yeah, uh, it's been exactly. Uh, yes, uh, I've been Jordan Robinson. I've been Darren Matthews. See, See you guys next week. week.